Um, good evening and welcome to the Black Sheep. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about detachment. I think, um, I think I've been a very, um, I've been a very lonely person in life in general. I mean, not to say that I didn't have friends or I didn't have family or I didn't have any of those things, but I think mentally, um, like most people mentally, like when you're there, you detach from something anyway, but I never really looked at detachment as an issue. Um, I'm someone who I think for years and years of my life, I've given chance after chance and, um, slowly I've, I've, um, I've grown out of that mindset and now I'm in a mindset where I'm never going to meet anything fully with my energy. So if I feel like I'm done, I feel like I don't really have anything that I need to explain or get out. I kind of just detach myself and, um, I'm so quick to like, just let someone go and, you know, detach them from my life. And, um, I've never really had this issue before because before I had attachment issues, so I was very attached and, um, very much close knit to people that I loved or cared about. And I would give chance after chance and, I believed in second chances. I still do believe in second chances, but like I said before, there are things that happen that don't require a second chance and nor should you give that person a second chance. Sometimes it just goes to a point where it's too far and there is no coming back from it. So in that sense, I would just detach completely from the situation. Um, to master the art of detachment. I keep seeing like there's this trend on TikTok where um, people are talking about men being inconsistent and, you know, learning the art of detachment. I feel like I learned the art of detachment more or less from watching my parents' relationship. And I think I also mastered the art of detachment because I realized like in my family, you are only as good as people are able to manipulate and use you. And, I mean, that's not to talk bad on my family. But it's like anytime I messed up, they detached themselves completely. And therefore, that brought me to this mindset that I'm at now, which is to detach. Um, I'd rather take myself out of a situation instead of invest energy that could very well get me nowhere because at the end of the day like you can only control your emotions you can only control how you're going to react you can only control you can you control other other people no you can't control other people so when it comes to situations like that it's like you have to get yourself to a point where you're like okay I know what I need and I can't really worry about what other people need. 
So some people deserve and need closure. I'm not good at giving them that because I feel like I'm not somebody who likes to get involved past a certain point. And I'm also someone who believes, like, I'm 28 now. We're too grown to sit there and tell motherfuckers what they should be doing. Some things should be already given and already known and just, you know, a simple common courtesy. So, um, that's how I have come to this point where I have these detachment issues where I won't invest any emotions in someone I've already detached myself from. And maybe it's not fair, but maybe it's in a sense how how I cope because I'm also very I'm not a very confrontational person like like I said in my last um podcast about confrontation um I can confront an issue and I'm very well willing to but when we're talking about an issue where I feel like there's no coming back from there's no confrontation for those types of issues for me I will just simply detach myself. I will remove myself. I will let you or it or everything go. And I don't harbor any, you know, ill will or emotions about it. Um, The main things that will get me to detach is if I... If I told you something that literally traumatized me, literally hurt me, literally broke me to no end, and you then bring it up in a situation that has nothing to do with that situation. Or if you talk on my children, I will mentally detach myself. Or if you try to convince me or invalidate my emotions on something, I will detach myself. And those are things that you should just detach yourself from anyway. We're so programmed to feeling like everybody's human and everybody makes mistakes. And I am very much one of those people that is like, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. And I would hope that if someone I loved and cared about, if I made a mistake, they would give me the opportunity to, you know, vouch for myself and explain myself and apologize. I will also detach myself if I feel that I'm the one who has to always come to you, who has to always be the bigger person. I'm tired of being a bigger person. I am literally physically, mentally drained of being the the bigger person because I'm always the bigger person. But at this point, I'm like... If someone attacks me and hurts me so aggressively... And I feel that it's not it's not being met in a way that I need it to be met. Um, I'm going to detach myself. We're grown. We have needs. We have wants. We have expectations. We have 
just things that we expect our friends and family to abide by. And if if they don't do those things, then it's it's completely natural and completely warranted for us to detach ourselves. Um, I think a lot of my detachment also has a, a, a big part in that you can't put nothing past nobody. Even the motherfuckers you think won't do you like that will do you like that. You can go into a situation completely gung-ho and all in. But the truth of the matter is is that I don't expect it to be the end all and be all. I literally walk into a situation, which is probably sad. I walk into a situation expecting for it to go wrong before I expect it to go great. That's like, let it be making new friends or dating or meeting a new person. And these these this is like a sick way to think. I'm not saying that I I don't need help or I'm not um a little bit mentally unstable. But I do I do feel that also these are just the defense mechanisms that have just become a part of my life based on my experiences. I don't want to be detached. I don't want to invest all my time and energy in something and then just emotionally detach myself when people are imperfect to my standards of what I feel like a friend or family member should be. I'm the nicest person. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Like, I'm not trying to prove I'm a nice person. I'm not trying to perceive myself as such. I just generally am a nice person. And I feel like the nicer parts of myself have been so taken advantage of that I have now, in some way, detached myself emotionally. I have somehow allowed myself to not shed as many tears. I may shed a tear, especially if I said I love that person or cared about that person. That goes for anybody, like a friend, a family member, fucking person on the street it really wouldn't matter to me but like if I had I just I'm such a caring person that I will care I will show love I will be loving I'm a very loving and caring person but I'm also a realist and I'm also very self-assured and very self-aware so if I have to detach myself emotionally I will People do all these things. They have casual sex, casual relationships. You can have casual emotions. And 
the emotions only adhere to what the situation may be. So if you show me love, I'm going to show love. If you show me that you care, I'm going to show that I care. If you reaching out to me and being consistent with me, I'm going to reach out to you and be consistent with you. But I'm very much somebody that's going to give only what I'm being given. You give me your all, I'll give you my all. You you half-ass me, I'm going to half-ass you. Let me come up with a very good quote. In life, you're going to be tested. But in order to pass, you have to exceed your own expectations of yourself. I don't really care what anybody expects of me. But I know when those days when I was in fetal position crying and just pleading out to God or myself or just, you know, truly looking for an answer or a release, I know all I had was myself to rely on. So at that point, I don't care who I lose. Long as I got my kids, long as I got God, and long as I have my peace of mind, I really don't care who's in my immediate space or not. And this, in return, is where the detachment issues live and they thrive and they are. There's so much more to life than living it to please anybody but yourself and God. And truth be told, I could never live to please anyone anymore. I felt the more I was living for other people, the more I was crying for anybody besides myself. Get to a point where can't nothing take away your energy because that energy is something You created yourself. You be the one to make you smile. You be the one to make you sad. You be the one to make you happy. You control your emotions. And be emotionally detached from anything else. If it's not your children, if it's not God, be emotionally detached. Hope for the best, but always expect the worst. Always always prepare yourself mentally for those things. You cannot expect anybody to be as solid as you, especially when you are the only solid thing that has been a consistent factor in your life, and that's from birth. So anyway, y'all be easy, and I will see y'all next week. Um, I wish y'all a blessed and peaceful week, and um, happy Monday. Um, good evening or good morning or whatever time it is. Um, welcome to the black sheep. Um, I'm hoping to improve a lot 
for 2022 and have a lot be different um, with my podcast and not have it be so much, um, you know, about cringy topics and, you know, things. But I was thinking today and um, I was thinking about how, what if, okay, so I know there's this saying, there's your version of the story, there's um, the person that is also involved in the story, their version of the story, and then there's the truth. So does that discredit your truth? I don't know. Look into it in a deeper, um, in a deeper sense. Um, I know there are versions of chapters in my life that I re- recollect in a different way than my mother may perceive them. And I just was wondering, um, does that make it any less of the truth if it's your truth versus their truth? And if so, what what is the truth? And can you meet somewhere in the middle? I don't know. Um, I think denial can affect what your truth is. I think um, a lot of parents, um, you know, parenting is a hard job in itself. And to feel at any given point that you have failed or you haven't done something completely correct, I think... The first um, defense mechanism you would have is to deny it rather than acknowledge it. And, you know, I don't think there's a rule book to parenting. I don't think there's, you know, a, a, a divine way to do it or... Uh, um, a skilled level to be a perfect parent because truthfully speaking, as a parent, you're going to make mistakes. It's the mistakes that you make that I think either make or break you as a parent. I think my saddest reality is, is that my mother didn't realize how hurtful she was being to me when she discredited how I felt about any truth I had about any type of trauma or sadness I've had in my life. I don't think I don't think the goal in telling my truth was for anybody's approval or for anybody to vindicate the truth for me and be like, oh yeah, that was that for sure happened or, you know, definitely verify that I'm giving truthful information because the truth of the matter is Your truth don't have to be verified. Your truth is verified as it's coming out of your mouth. I'm not saying if you're sitting there lying that that's a good thing. But I'm saying if you're sitting there saying your truth, you don't need verification from anybody. Because it's your truth. And it deserves to be told in whatever sense works for you. I feel the the biggest um 
I feel like the biggest takeaway from my parents discrediting my truth and the traumas that I faced was that I don't need their validation. I don't need them to verify it for me. I don't need them to say, oh, that for sure happened. When they discredit it, does it hurt? A little bit. When I feel like, am I just making these things up in my head or am I just wilding or did I just, you know, am I just overthinking or um, am I just in some alternate reality where I feel these things happen and they probably didn't or they probably weren't as dramatic as I'm making them seem. But that's the thing. When trauma affects you, it doesn't matter how it's being perceived because truthfully speaking, trauma is going to affect everybody differently. For me, a traumatic memory may affect me in that it's hardened me to certain emotions and certain stances. Like, I feel like um, one of the, uh, one of uh, a very traumatic memory that I probably will share in more depth um, eventually. But a traumatic memory I have is when I was walking to the backyard and I see that my dog had choked herself to death. And I think ever since since then, I feel like even if I was to have a dog now, I would never leave my dog hooked on a chain and just leave it like that. In psychology, you would call that classical conditioning. You remember a trigger from a trauma, and then for the rest of your life, you'll take preventative measures so that you don't ever have to face that trauma again. Um... I don't know. Sometimes I think, will somewhere down the line, I get defensive and discredit a memory that my son says he had. And then I have to realize that I can't, I can't attest to that. And I can't verify his memories because the truth of the matter is they're his memories. And they're his memories for a reason because... That's how he perceived it, or that's how he received it, or that's how he recollects it. And I would have to accept that, and then I would have to say my own truth. And I would have to also make sure that he knows that in me speaking my own truth, or me speaking about the memory in a different way, I'm not discrediting anything he's saying. I was watching TV today and I watched this man talk about his traumatic experiences growing up. And I see his mother automatically get defensive. And that might be because in her mind, that is a sign of weakness. Those struggles that they were facing when he was a kid. And she automatically went into defense mode and thus she discredited what he had said. Instead of acknowledging that that may have happened and 
taking ownership and apologizing. It's not always about it's not always about whether you think a person should feel a certain way about certain things. People's feelings matter. And I think that is the biggest truth you'll realize growing up is that people's feelings matter. And validating people's feelings and confronting feelings and getting feelings out is such a healthy part of communication. That's healthy and effective communication, which I've never had. And it's sad. I think um, being a product of an environment where I didn't have effective communication, I feel like I've built that foundation so greatly with my kids to where I'm never going to discredit how something might make someone else feel. And my son, I don't know where he gets this this um this skill but he tends to do that and I have to speak to him very very diligently about how people's feelings matter and it doesn't matter how you think they should feel about something if he feels this way we're gonna we're gonna build off that we're going to make sure that he feels comfort in getting that out and we're going to make sure that we comfort those emotions and so that he's at peace with them. And that's healthy and effective communication. And sometimes I wonder to myself, are my kids going to say a memory that I know might be traumatizing and me trying to defend my motherhood and how seriously I take my job as a mother, um, am I going to discredit that? And I never want to do that. I never want to make my son feel unvalidated. I never want to make my son feel like how he felt is just be him being dramatic or him overthinking or him doing anything. Because the truth of the matter is, once we let children and even adults and even just people get out how they feel and receive it in a healthy way and effectively communicate so that those feelings can be comforted, then that's that's the gold medal goal in life. It's 2022. I'm never going to allow someone to make me feel that I'm overthinking or... I'm making a memory traumatic that wasn't possibly traumatic. Um, it's so funny. Uh, recently, I was just watching the little Inside Out movie. It's a Disney Pixar movie. And I was watching it. And I was watching how um, the character Sadness, she was making, you know, memories sad or traumatic or whatever. It's like, and the whole purpose of that movie, I feel like what I took from it, the moral was is that you have to live in your emotions. If you're feeling sad, feel sad. If you're feeling happy, feel happy. If you're feeling angry, feel angry. Don't bottle those emotions up. Because when you bottle them up, you create a trauma for a later part in life. 
live in your emotions because it doesn't matter who thinks or what they think about you living in your emotions. It don't matter what they think about you reiterating something that happened to you in the past. It doesn't matter how they perceived it or how they received it differently. How you feel and what you feel matters and you and you you gotta you gotta fight for that respect. But just make sure that if you do anything else in life, you never allow someone to discredit your trauma or your memory or recollection of something. Because truthfully speaking, we're all going to receive and perceive it differently. We have to be open to effectively communicate to make sure everyone, regardless if they feel the memory was traumatic or not, everybody is able to get their emotions out and thus let it go. You live in the trauma more when you sit there trying to fight with one another whether or not the story is true or correct. The truth is, it doesn't matter what the truth is. What matters is what your truth is. And you living in that and speaking on that and preaching that is a big part of you letting go of trauma. So, um, with that being said, this is my first episode of 2022. I am starting a new season I'm going to continue to talk about real life stuff because I feel like that's just my dynamic period. But I also plan on um I also plan on talking about some fun stuff. Um, you know, and I'm really excited for the future. So you guys, this is the new year, make new goals and definitely definitely speak your truth. Acknowledge your truth, accept your truth, make peace with your truth. Y'all be easy.